bilateral knee replacement your best recovery. If you are considering going for two, this is the Facebook chat group for you. We have an incredibly active membership made up of many wonderful people who have already gone through a bilateral knee replacement. They have a lot to say about it. Of course, it's free to join. Search Facebook groups for bilateral knee replacement, your best recovery. You are most welcome to join the conversation and make the most of your bilateral knee replacement surgery. Welcome to The Bee's Knees, a podcast full of articles, interviews, clinical studies, and advice about knee surgery, physical therapy, and life after knee surgery. Hello, and welcome to The Bee's Knees podcast. This is your host, PJ Ewing. We have two things for you today on the broadcast. First, we have uh, some research, a look at what happens if you have a partial knee replacement, what's called a unicompartmental surgery, and you then say, oh, wow, you know, I'm going to have to follow up after a few years with a total knee replacement where they do all aspects of the knee with the hardware. Is that a good idea? Is that a bad idea? Does that have additional risks? This study goes into some really important detail. It's also recently published in 2019. So we've got new evidence that supports conclusions that you might want to hear about. So I'll go into that first. And then right afterwards, we'll go into my interview with Donna Gross from North Carolina. Donna did two knees at once, bilateral knee replacement, but she wasn't originally going to do that. She made a decision along the way to go for two, and uh, she talks a, a good deal about that and why she did that and what were the implications in terms of, okay, hey, doc, I want to do two, not one. Uh, what happens next? So it's a good interview, and you'll hear a lot about how a person who does two knees at once does uh, in recovery as well. But first, let's get into the research. This is our research review. And the study that we're going to take a look at today uh, was published in 2019 in the Journal of Bone and Joint Surgery, a very respected source. The article is entitled, Revision Risk for Total Knee Arthroplasty Converted from Medial Unicompartmental Knee Arthroplasty. It's a mouthful, of course, but what it really means is you did a partial and then you did a total. What happened? Is that a good idea? Are there risks? And uh, let's, let's talk about that. I will have links to the article in the uh, show notes and on the webpage for this podcast so you can go and read it yourself. The title of the article in News Medical Life Sciences, Study Compares Unicompartmental Knee Arthroplasty and Total Knee Arthroplasty. And it was reviewed by Kate Anderton, BSC. She's the editor. It was published on November 25th, 2019. Unicompartmental, or partial, knee arthroplasty, UKA, is an alternative to total knee arthroplasty for some patients with knee osteoarthritis. When UKA fails, conversion to TKA has been thought to be a reliable solution. However, TKA converted from UKA had inferior outcomes compared with TKA performed as the primary procedure, reports a study in the November 20th, 2019 issue of the Journal of Bone and Joint Surgery. That's the original source here. The journal is published in the Lippincott portfolio in partnership with Walters Kluver. The risk of revision surgery is three times higher for TKA converted from UKA compared with primary TKA, according to the new research by Anders L. Galilee, MD, and colleagues of Aalborg University Hospital in Denmark. Higher revision rates after UKA is converted to TKA. That's the heading of this section, and this is where we're getting into the meat of the matter. In UKA, partial, just one of three compartments of the knee is replaced with a prosthesis. Because UKA is a less extensive procedure that preserves most of the normal knee anatomy, it offers faster recovery than more common TKA. An advantage of UKA is that it can be readily converted to TKA if needed. So it's really nimble. It's really flexible. It's a great decision if you have part of the knee that's causing a problem, but the rest of the knee is in, in good shape. 
with the use of Danish National Registry data from 1997 to 2017, the researchers compared the outcomes of 1,012 TKAs converted from UKA, 73,819 primary TKAs, and 2,572 revision TKAs. The study, the study focused on implant survival rate, implant failure requiring removal and replacement across groups. Patients who underwent TKA converted from UKA were younger, the average was 66 years old, compared with those who underwent primary or revision TKA, those are average of 70 years old, and also had less severe knee joint degeneration, according to Charnley class. That's from Sir John Charnley, a measurement system. For patients who underwent conversion of UKA to TKA, long-term outcomes were similar to those who underwent revision TKA. Both of these groups had an estimated 15-year implant survival rate of, 17, um, of 78%. In contrast, the 15-year implant survival rate for primary TKA, so you just did a total knee replacement, that's it, was 94%. After adjustment for other factors, the risk of revision was three times higher for patients who underwent UKA to TKA conversion compared with primary TKA. I know there's a lot of initials going on here, but I think you get it, right? It's that it's better to do a total knee replacement in terms of survival rate of the prosthesis versus doing a first a partial and then converting it to a total. So it's better to go for the full knee replacement in terms of survival rate of the prosthesis than to go with uh, first a UKA, then a TKA. Some more notes here. Implant type did not affect outcomes for patients who underwent conversion of UKA to TKA. As in previous studies, the main reasons for UKA conversion were implant loosening, unexplained pain, and the progression of arthritis. Partial knee replacement is an increasingly popular option for patients with knee osteoarthritis who have limited knee joint damage. Although UKA doesn't last as long as TKA, the ability to convert to TKA if needed has been thought to offset that disadvantage. And it is sometimes assumed that the outcomes of UKA to TKA conversion are similar to those of primary TKA. Clearly, that is not true. Uh, this new study questions that assumption, suggesting that the risk of revision following conversion of UKA to TKA is similar to that of TKA revisions, indicating a similar surgical complexity. Dr. L. Galali and colleagues note that their analysis of Danish registry data supports the results of similar studies from Norway and Sweden. And these are the words of the author with uh, their conclusion in quotes, on the basis of this study, we believe that careful consideration is necessary before using medial UKA as treatment for knee osteoarthritis as a potential conversion to TKA decreased implant survival compared with that following primary TKA. Uh, and so that's our little research review for this week. I think there's one little lesson, which is, hey, if your doctor is saying go do a partial, you can always convert to a total. There's real research with lots of people involved that suggests that that conversion has a much higher rate of revision opportunity, meaning having to do it all over again than if you had just gone ahead and done a total knee replacement. Um, it's just one of many studies. Don't base a lot of decisions on just this one study, uh, I would say, but it's something to bring up with your surgeon. And if your surgeon says, well, yes, I've read that study, and I guess you, you may be onto something there, and you are a candidate for a total knee replacement, if you'd like to skip the partial and go to the total, uh, there may be logic there that uh, suggests that you should go ahead and do the full, the full Nelson versus do the partial. Uh, and that's our research review for the week. Thanks for listening to this. Let's get into the interview with Donna Gross. Hi, uh, this is PJ. I am here with Donna, and we're going to talk about, surprise, knees. It's the Bees Knees podcast, right, Donna? Right. I don't think anyone's surprised at that, right? They're ready for us, our, uh, our devoted listeners. Um, 
Donna is in North Carolina and has gone through two bilateral knee replacement and it's recent. And so we're yeah. going to understand what that was all about with you and uh, how how you evolved and grew and changed and changed your opinions and got approvals and did all kinds of things to go with two, how that happened. And then I want to hear a little bit about why you needed the, the surgeries and then how it's been. So the whole Nelson, the whole smorgasbord of of questions, I guess. But before we do that, uh, Donna, t uh, you know, let's go learn about you. W tell us about you and your background and stuff. Okay. Um, of course, uh, my name is Donna. I live in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. I am 65 years old, mother of two. I have a son and a daughter and grandmother of four. have three granddaughters and one grandson, ranging from ages nine down to three. They are the joys of my life. Um, I am a, a born-again Christian. Praise the Lord for watching over me, taking care of me during this process. He's been so good to me. Um, that's probably my number one praise, and I think that's why I've been able to do as well as I have. I'm exactly four weeks out from bilateral surgery. I had it four weeks ago today. I was in the hospital for four days and came straight home. Um, wonderfully, doing wonderfully, wonderfully well. Um, I have been able to rest and relax, do some things that um, I've been wanting to do. I've done a lot of reading in the last four weeks, a lot of studying and things like that. Sometimes I don't have time for. This has kind of slowed me down somewhat, given me a little bit of personal time to do some things that I wanted to do. I'm very thankful for that. So wow. even though it's been, um, it has been quite a journey so far, um, it's not been completely pain-free, but um, it's it's not been an unhappy or a bad journey, that's for sure. And I'm super, super glad that yeah. I'm four weeks on this side of the journey instead of four weeks on the other side. So four weeks before surgery, mm -hmm. how would you describe yourself? You uh, you just painted a picture of a, a a lady having time to herself, reading, contemplating, uh, a break. It sounds like a vacation. Now, I know it wasn't. Of course, it wasn't a vacation, but it sounds very peaceful. Four weeks before surgery, how do you? What was life like then? Oh, life was very painful. <laughs> um, I had. Two really bad knees, bone on bone, um, both of them. One was a little worse than the other. I had meniscus tears in both knees, um, arthritis, of course, in both knees. Every step I took was a jolt of pain. Um, I had been enduring it for probably two years. Um, of course, you know, it just it gradually got worse and worse. I have done everything possible that I could have done leading up to the surgery. I had uh, physical therapy. I did cortisone shots. I actually did two different sessions of the gel shots, the gel injections. Everything that I could to prevent having surgery. Um, until it just got so bad, you know, the doctor said, you just have no other choice. You either are going to have to live with this pain or, you know, you're going to have to have surgery and have it replaced. At the time, I was only going to do my left knee, which was a little bit worse, um, and went have gone into all the preparations um, just deciding to do one knee, and then at the very last minute, um, decided to do both at the same time and get it over with. And what? What? Tell us more about that. What made the? The? How did you make that decision? That's you know kind of a big move to to go for two at, at once. It is. I had done a lot of research. I've done a lot of reading um, about the surgery, about what was going to happen, about the recovery. Um, about the physical therapy, I've read and researched, you know, dug, just done a lot of things. I, I, I'm not the type of person that likes to go into something 
uh, without my eyes being wide open. So, you know, I know what to expect. I knew that um, there were things that I needed to plan for. There were things that I needed to do ahead of time. Um, actually, <laughs> this is kind of funny. Mm. You, PJ, were the first one that mentioned to me that maybe I should look at bilateral surgery instead of just huh. doing one. You, you, in a conversation that you and I were having one time, um, yeah. you said, well, have you ever thought about doing both knees at one time? And it kind of opened my eyes a little bit because I never had even thought about it. And uh, I said, no, not really. But after we hung up and um, I talked to my husband about it and I thought, you know, what do you think about this? Realizing, of course, that it would it would make a difference. You know, I, I would need more help. I wouldn't have a good leg to stand on, you know, so to speak. Yeah. Um, and did a little bit more research then on the bilateral process. Um, fortunately, I had the perfect situation as far as coming home after the hospital. My mom lived with us for 10 years before she passed away earlier this year, and in our home, my husband had um, made her an apartment downstairs on, our, on the ground level of our home. So everything was already set up anyway. I mean, it, it, I have a handicapped bathroom and a bedroom and a little kitchenette all on the ground floor. We have Perfect. two sets of steps, you know, upstairs where we live. But um, I knew that that would work anyway. Um, after doing more research and talking to my family, because I realized, like I say, I, I would be totally dependent for a little while on someone. I talked to all of my children and and my husband. And then um, when I went to the doctor for my pre-op visit, I told him or I told the PA that I was speaking with, I want to do both legs. And he quite frankly said, no, we won't do that. <laughs> And I said, well, I want, I want to do both legs. I want to get it over with. I want to just go through this process one time. And he said, well, you know, your surgeon will not do that. He doesn't do both legs at the same time. And so I just said, well, it's what I want. If, you know, if I have to change surgeons, if I have to change practices, um, I want to do both legs at one time. I want to get it over with and do what I need to do and be well and not have to repeat the process in six months or a year. And so there at the very last minute, I'm talking the week before wow. my surgery was scheduled, um, I switched surgeons and um, happened to be, it did happen to be within the same practice and um, just decided to do, go on and do both knees and, like I say, get it over with. Uh, people told me I was crazy, but um, I knew it's what I wanted to do. I had prayed about it. I had peace about it. And um, looking back now, would not change it for anything. I know it was the right decision. Um, I didn't realize the drama. <laughs> <laughs> uh, behind the scenes. Talk about faith in God and fire and brimstone and uh, a, a lady with a resolute opinion. There you were. <laughs> nope. There I was. I'm going to do I two. Was... You won't do it. Nope. I'm going to do <laughs> Well, yes. all right. I'll, wow. I'll find somebody that will. Yeah, that's what I told it's you. a big world. It's a big world and mm -hmm. I'll do what I want. That's very bold, Donna. You're so mild-mannered. I didn't know you had such steel. I should have known better. It shows well, up when I need it. Yeah, I guess so. And Well, you had the backing of your family, obviously, and you did the homework and you prayed on this. Um, wow. Now, wait a minute. I do recall the conversation we had way back when. Did you end up poking around that bilateral group on Facebook? Was that of any value? Oh, yes. Or? Okay. Yes, definitely. When you, you know, when we spoke that day, you said to me, "Now, don't take my word for it. Let me um, get you hooked up with this bilateral knee group, 
and and you did that same day and I have oh my goodness I've read everything on on there since then in fact when you called me a while ago that's what I was doing oh is that right up on them mm-hmm. <laughs> it's quite a yes. community isn't it it is Pretty cool. it is and it's been so very helpful so very helpful and I hope that the comments that I've made on there you know since my surgery I hope that I've been able to help you know somebody else um, it, it's not quite it, ringing go ahead I'm sorry there I go stepping on your words I told you I would do that no, Donna. No, no. you're <laughs> fine I do that too so you don't worry um, I know when people go on their pre-surgery they're nervous and they're afraid and they don't know what to expect and it's just so very helpful to have some somebody say okay you know I'm a week out or two weeks out or you know six months out or whatever and this has been my journey and it's just been so very helpful to to you know have had somebody literally walk in my shoes um, mm-hmm. so been, I, I don't been, quite have tears I don't have quite have tears in my eyes but I will tell you that my heart leaps truly leaps when I hear the what those groups are bringing people because I have some others for different conditions and but that one the, the bilateral group in particular is so such a community it's not big it's it's very tight-knit for such a disparate group of people all over the planet and you know your journey I mean we talked about eight weeks it's even longer than that but the the journey from where you were to where you are I mean there's a life-changing event in the middle of that and you're able to express and share and learn you know throughout that time frame it's kind of amazing to have a group like that it is it absolutely is and the fact that people that are on there have gone through what you're getting ready to go through I think is 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 so um, I don't know it, it just gives it can give you the peace that you need or maybe the calmness that you need um, to know that hey you know look they've gone through this they're doing well they got past this or this helped them this didn't help them you know maybe I should look into this maybe I should do that um, it was just so very helpful and it still is helpful um, like I say I was just on it a while ago I check yeah. it you know four or five times a day so well they run their course right there, there's a moment where and you're 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 the kind of person it sounds to me like you're, you're going to want to be involved for a little while longer at least in helping the the people following and then you know you move into other phases of life and it's not your big thing right but right. but for however length of time you're participating in that group this sort of itinerant transient little place uh, I know that there'll be great value for others some stick around for for years you know just trying to be mm-hmm. helpful that they, they get to know people and become friends and I, I know people there's there are mentorships and some people actually get on the phone with each other and you know they, it's really a, a collaboration and that's just taking it to the next level which is beautiful right um, I wish all the groups were quite as active as that one that one is is my my star group that bilateral group. well I can see why yeah and I didn't expect it either <laughs> it's I, a great I started all, all these groups with the intention of just providing a forum because I struggle with the the fact that the people are not as educated as they as you by by any stretch they're mm-hmm. they're blind walking into this surgery they may have attended one class at the hospital and that's kind of it they're there bone on bone knee pain let's get it done that's the extent of their education so and and some of them thankfully not you some of them um, pay for it you know they're, they're it just isn't going well and they're in trouble and this kind right. of thing so you're not that in that category um, all right, so well, what was your recovery? Tell us about, about post-surgery, the first two, three weeks, four weeks. I mean, it's been four weeks since the surgery. What was that mm-hmm. like? Let's talk about the pain, the challenges, how that went. Well, my recovery has been really good. I'll just start that way. Um, of course, not pain-free, but pain-manageable. Um, I was in the hospital for four days um, in a wonderful hospital by the way Clemens um, hospital here in Winston-Salem through Novant and I felt like I was in a four-star motel they took such great care of me I mean it was 
it was marvelous. Um, kept my pain under control, kept me comfortable. Of course, I had, you know, the two Iceman machines constantly going. Um, the nurses and the doctors there were phenomenal. The physical therapists there, I mean, I felt like the Queen of England or something. You know, they, <laughs> wow. they took that good. I'm not kidding. It was it was a marvelous experience. Well, when the um, PA told me at my pre-op visit that my original surgeon, you know, would not do two knees, he said, let me speak to one of the other doctors here in the practice. Um, we really normally don't do two knees at one time, but let me speak with him. So he did. He went and spoke with um, Calvin Maxwell McCabe. And Dr. McCabe looked at my um, history, and fortunately, praise the Lord, I am, other than having arthritic knees, very healthy. I am not diabetic. I don't have problems with my blood pressure, my sugar. I don't have anything else wrong with me other than, you know, my knees. So <clears throat> Dr. McCabe took a look at everything and said, yes, I'll do both knees for her. Um, I actually only met him the Friday before he did my surgery on Monday. So um, I was really pleased with everything. Um, he. Um, That's a pretty important meeting, head. right? I mean, that was. I mean, it could have gone the wrong way if you didn't like him. I'm supposing it could have could have been a bad, you know, problem, but. It, right. it went well enough. He's a good, good it, enough bedside manner, well. that kind of thing. Oh yeah. yes. Oh heavens, yes. He was. It was wonderfully kind and explained everything to me and explained why he chose to do both knees when it's something that they normally don't do within their practice. Um, and, you know, kind of jokingly, when I said, "Well, I'll see you seven o'clock um, Monday morning," he said, "Well, no, you probably won't see me," <laughs> but. <laughs> Um, he said, the only reason that I'm going to do your surgery is because you are as healthy as you are. And, you know, looking at your knees, both of them need to be done. So, yeah, super, super nice. Um, I felt quite confident with him. Um, one of the maybe more humorous things is that my sister-in-law actually works for that practice. She was on vacation. And I called her and said, are you sitting down? And she said, oh, my goodness, yes. <laughs> and I said, I just, I just talked to Dr. McCabe, and we're going to do both of my knees Monday morning. And she's like, what? Have you lost your mind? <laughs> but, um, yeah, and so, yeah, the, the whole practice. Let me tell you, when I left the office that day after speaking with the PA, before talking to Dr. McCabe, by the time I got home, which was a 20-minute drive maybe, they had already switched my surgery date to two weeks later so that it could be on Dr. McCabe's schedule, already switched all my physical therapy, already switched all of my other appointments. They took care of everything for me before I could even get home. Wow. It, I'm telling you, they were phenomenal and have wow. been ever since. I mean, wow. I, can't, I can't say enough about the care I've gotten from them, their concern, they're, they're so nice. His PA, oh, my goodness, phenomenal. Um, her name was Laura. Laura. And, of course, she, um, I met her. She came to the hospital several times. Um, I've already seen her, you know, since, my, uh, since I got home. I mean, the, the, the care that I have gotten from them, I can't. I mean, I can't say enough about it. They've been, I have absolutely no complaints, none whatsoever. I couldn't have asked for anything any better. Wow. Uh, and when, when Dr. McCabe went in, because um, mm -hmm. you're the one, not, not, not the practice or anybody else saying do two at once, what did they find uh, in the, the other knee? I mean, it was supposed to be just one. What was, what was the, the, the consensus, I guess, after the fact? Well, he did my left knee first, which was supposedly my bad knee. Mm -hmm. And then he told my husband um, after the surgery was over, he said, when I went into her right knee, he said, I am so glad 
she decided to do this because her right knee was just as bad as her left, if not worse. So, therefore, had I not done both knees, then he said she would have, you know, worn that other knee out, possibly affecting her hip, her ankles, um, you know, possibly could have done a lot of damage. And, you know, then we're talking about other surgeries down the road. So this is this is the moment, that, Donna. This is the <laughs> moment, Donna, where light bulbs should be going off in yes. those who are listening to this right now, because yes. this is you making a decision, having done lots of exploration to figure out that you're going to go for two. And it turned out that this was such a wise decision. And medically, they did not know what they found out after the fact. Right. He said, looking at the x-rays, my right knee did not look as bad as my left knee did. He said, so, but when I got into her knee, it was as bad, if not worse, than the other. So, praise the Lord, I made the right Right. decision. Yeah. (laughs) Guidance. You you got there. Uh, That's, uh, you know, wow, that's really interesting. So four days, that's a long time in the hospital in this VIP, beautiful, lovely facility. Mm-hmm. Um, and well, I had, come... had a little bit, just a little bit of a, yeah. a problem, which was, you know, was the extra day. Um, my iron level dropped, probably due to blood loss during the surgery. So they just, Dr. McCabe just decided to keep me an extra day and give me, you know, some iron through my IVs. So that was the extra day. I was really just supposed to be there three three days, but mm-hmm. he decided to keep me there just that extra day and give me uh, some additional iron before I came home. What um, insurance do you have? I have Medicare. Medicare. Humana. So what's interesting Humana. to me is that they sometimes want to hustle everybody out of there. I mean, you know, you've mm-hmm. heard, you know, same-day surgeries, et cetera, et cetera, but they, there was no race to get you out of there. It was all... All fine. No, sir. Dr. McCabe took care of all of that for me. I never, I haven't dealt with my insurance not one time. Wow. His office has taken care of, I haven't signed a paper, I haven't done anything. His office has taken care of everything for me. Amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, It is. Okay, so you get home and then tell us about your recovery. What, What happens next? Well, like I say, I I came home to the perfect setting, um, and I came home on a Thursday um, with all kinds of medicine. He put me, you know, of course, I had um, pain medicine. I had uh, an iron supplement. Um, I had a nerve medicine. So he kept me quite comfortable. Now, like I say, it wasn't pain-free. I don't want to give anybody false hope that you can do something like this and not have any pain. But it was quite manageable. I came home on Thursday. And then on Friday morning, um, David delivered my wonderful X10 machine and set it up for me, educated myself and my husband on how to use it and what to do. I got on the machine immediately that day, started using it, um, used it two, three times a day for that first, you know, few days there um, really, really, really helped uh, with my flexion and my extension, and it was completely pain-free. In fact, it felt really good to to be able to move my legs like that. Um, I had a friend that stayed with me um, to give my husband, you know, some relief (laughs) from the 24-7 care that, that I needed. Um, so she stayed the first couple of nights here with us. And um, my wonderful church family has been delivering food, um, meals to us every other day ever since I've been home. So that's another blessing. Like I say, my children are local. So um, between my X10 machine and the physical therapist, um, Dr. McKay had physical therapy come here to me for the first two weeks, and then I started going outside for physical therapy. So I've done my X10 machine, 
my physical therapy, the exercises that they have given me. You sent me a lot of information about exercises to do. I've you know, tried to keep up with doing all that. And I think that's one of the reasons why I've done so well is um, movement is so very important after you get home. You know, you can't, you have a tendency to want to sit or, you know, or stay in the bed, but you've got to get up and move your legs. And I have done that. So when I go to physical therapy now, the therapists are like, oh, my goodness, you are our star patient because my flexion is at, you know, 120 degrees and my extension is at zero. And, um, you know, I'm I'm walking with a cane now instead of a walker. And um, they're like, you are just our, you know, our star patient. We wish everybody could be like you. Everybody could do as well as you are doing. So. I feel successful. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you you are successful. You're, I mean, four weeks, the traditional recovery for four weeks, right? Having looked at all the the literature and the data is that someone has lost half their strength. Their range of motion is, you know, I guess approaching 90 degrees. Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. And they are, um, you know, in the thick of it. They're, they're, they're in the thick of it. They've, moved from home care to outpatient care and now they're you know they're they're going to the clinic and and the clinic is is where it all is really going to happen and they've got you know four to six weeks before you know to to get it right is pretty much the normal situation um but you are with bilateral it's even the slower recovery so you're you're 120 and zero and on a cane um and you know in a peaceful state uh, is is really it's a great place to be, and you deserve it with all the homework that you did and all the effort uh, after all this. I, I give the praise to the Lord, that's for sure. Yeah, and David David is also a very devout. I know David and Trisha, and you worked with Trisha uh, pretty frequently, yes. I guess, didn't you? Yes, yes, I did. She is such a joy. Oh my goodness, we had the best conversations. <laughs> we did, did. you? She would she would call to check on me, you know, and find out how I was doing. She would look at my results, you know, on the machine and things like that. And then, oh, my, we would end up staying on the phone for an hour just talking to each other. Yeah, I feel like I've got a, a you know, new friend. She and David are all their jewels. Oh. Aren't they? Oh, yeah, so absolutely. So I know. Yeah. Wow. Um, I want to know. Uh, is there anything else about the recovery we should talk about? Because I'm, I wanted to move on to what are you reading in this peaceful four weeks of, of recovery? What, what, where has that led you, this time to yourself? I'm curious well, about I've spent that. a lot of time in, I've been able to spend a lot of time in my Bible, mm-hmm. um, uninterrupted, um, even though I am retired. I do work a little bit. I have a friend that uh, has a tax business, so I help her out. And like I say, I have four grandchildren that live in close proximity to us. So <laughs> I've um, stayed busy with babysitting, picking the kids up, going to ball games, going to ball practices, taking them here, taking them there. You Already? Know, mom and dad really, oh, no, not yet. But, I mean, that's okay. what I was doing before. All right. Okay, okay. <laughs> so um, very, very involved in my church, um, doing different activities and um, I do. Um, I work with our with our children at church. I work in a hospice ministry where we deliver food to hospice, and just really involved and on the go all the time. My husband used to say to me, Donna, you are going to have to slow down. <laughs> but um, I have slowed down. This this four weeks has been slow, so it it has allowed me to. Um, my children gave me um, Amazon gift cards for Mother's Day so that I could load books onto my Kindle. <laughs> mm-hmm. So like I say, I've been able to do a, a lot of reading. I've been able to do get into my Bible and do some um, Bible studies um, that I was really interested in that I you know, hadn't had time to do before. I'm not much of a TV watcher, um, but my children put a... 50-inch TV down here in my bedroom, and, of course, there's a TV in my living room, and 
and prepared, I mean, brought me movies to watch and things like that. Um, it, it's been a, like I say, and then with the food being delivered, and fortunately my husband's here. Uh, and I, I realize a lot of people don't have 24-7 care like I have for the last four weeks. I mean, he's been here constantly. And if he's not here, he makes sure that somebody else is, one of my children or one of my friends or things like that. So the recovery has been been smooth. Um, it doesn't. Seem and you're like still not full. quite done, right? I mean, we're we're, oh, no. we're on a cane. I mean, let's not mm-hmm. paint a picture that it's <laughs> you're off oh, to yeah. the ball game. I'm but not, yeah, yeah. I'm not doing steps yet. I haven't gone upstairs yet. They're not allowing me to do steps. Um, and like I say, I, now I do walk without my cane as long as I have something to hold on to or as long as I'm close to something. Um, I'm being very careful. The last thing I want to do is fall and do any, any damage. Um, but I am practicing walking on my own. So, um, I do have a way to go. I mean, my when I go to physical therapy now, you know, we're working on my walking, on my gait, um, and things like that. So, um, are you doing strengthening, uh, strengthening work as well? Lot, yeah, do lots of strengthening work. Yeah. Um, at at physical therapy and at home, you know, they've given yeah. me exercise. Um, I have a band now and several exercises that I do. Um, before I get up, I do exercises in the bed, then I get up and I do exercises in the chair. Um, and then, of course, I walk and do, you know, other things that the physical therapist wants me to do. So, Good. yeah, it keeps me busy. <laughs> well, keep an eye on that email series, too, by the way. That goes on for a few more months um, that we okay. send out because uh, there are activities, of course, to do. But there's also a lot of other um consultation, let's call it, on scar management, and we even mm-hmm. have some recipes and some dietary things, although that's not, hasn't been a problem for you, but um, it, we, we, it goes on and tries to move beyond the acute phase of recovery, which you've moved well past, and, right. you know, but yeah, you know, it's two knees, and it's four weeks, so I would say Donna is back, really back, between <laughs> weeks eight and 12, Let's call it where you're like, oh, okay, no walker, no can't. No, I'm I'm driving. I'm doing those things that you described earlier. You're, you're actually, you know, back into. So I'll give yourself right. another, you know, Halloween. It's going to be fun, and then you know Thanksgiving, and you know you're off to back to yourself by Christmas. I'm sure. Right. Um, Christmas is is my goal. Um, I mm-hmm. realize, you know, it it is a slow process. Um, I do kind of push myself sometimes and I have a couple of times overdone it and have paid for it um, you know and, and just had to back off for a day or two um, but you know reality is that this is not a quick process it is going to take time and you know and actually I'm, I'm thinking that you know this time next year when I look back and I'm completely recovered and completely myself again, um, I'm you know I'm going to look back on it as a as a year long experience that's you know been a good one and and a and yeah. a the right decision. Right, right. And when when we did discuss this in uh, July August, and I said you know just for sake of it everybody in the bilateral group on Facebook, 100% of them say they would do two again. And oh, yes. um, I think that you'd be on that list, it sounds like. Oh, amen. There, you know, there's no way that I would ever not do. I mean, this was one of the best decisions I've ever made. Wow. Ever. Wow. I, you know, as, as much... Um, information as I had and as much as I knew going into it and as much as, like I say, as I researched it and everything, um, had I decided to do one knee, I think going back and doing the other knee would have been difficult because I would have known then everything that I was going to have to go through, everything that my family was going to have to go through. You know, this is this has not been just Donna's journey. You know, this has been my family's journey. 
and um, it's you know it, it's taken time and effort and um, on their part and and willingness to come and help me. So um, you know I'm glad that I don't have to put them through that again. So you know, I, we're, I don't, we're past that. Yeah. I don't think about that enough myself. I think about recovery and mechanics of recovery and the X10 program, and, and I think about you having to have the X10 there twice, which is twice the expense. And you know, I th- that's why I, my head is all there, you know, when I'm talking to you in, in July, mm-hmm. August. I, I, I should have been thinking, I should have thought that uh, about these other factors because they are just as important. You put the community through this twice right. or yeah. once. And, you know, there, I've heard from a lot of people say, I just, you know, I can't face it. I'm putting that next one off as long as I can because I just can't face the whole rigmarole again, you know, in three right. months or six months or a year. And they then put off the other knee. And, and now they're not really there. They're one good knee, one bad knee. They're in, they're in between. And right. you just, you know, you mentioned a year from now. Sure, absolutely. You'll have almost forgotten. <laughs> yeah, I'm done because you're yes. pain-free, walking around, all doing your life, you know. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That and that's. I mean, you know, that's what I'm looking forward to instead of having to go through this again. Yeah. Um, and like I say, not so much for me, um, but like you say, you know, I only had to go to the hospital one time. I only had to go to physical therapy one time. I only had to rent the machine one time. I only had to have. Um, you know, my friends and my family helped me one time. So um, it's it's definitely been the right choice. I, we're going to look up and wanted to do. Yeah, well, we're going to look up in Wikipedia. You know, bilateral knee replacement, and there's a picture of you. <laughs> <laughs> Here I am. Any questions? Here I am. <laughs> yes, let me help you. Let me help you decide. It is the right thing to do. <laughs> now I I do understand you know I I had almost the perfect um you know the perfect um well, I don't even know what to call it you know my health is good you know yeah. I, I realize that you yeah. know I my health is good I I had the right place to come home to I ha- I did have the right help I had the right circumstances I found you I found the X10 um that's you know, it, it was perfect storm, if you want to call it that. Um, and I, I realize everybody doesn't, they don't have those blessings. They don't have those opportunities. But if there's any way they could work it out at all to do bilateral, it's just the best way to do it. I mean, you're, you know, there there is pain involved, definitely. But there's pain involved regardless of whether you have one or two. So that was another thing. I'm I'm a big baby when it comes to pain. I don't handle pain very well. So I thought, well, if I'm going to have to be in pain anyway from having one knee done, why not just get the pain over? <laughs> you know, what's the difference? Let's just get this over. Let's just do it one time and, and then not have to worry about pain again. I think for the person so listening that was another reason. to this, mm-hmm. right? They they just heard you know another lightning bolt, another light bulb, whatever. Uh, <laughs> you sound like the resolute, uh, onward Christian soldiers. You know, damn the torpedoes. <laughs> Yet you just said right. you don't like pain, and and that's uh, and that's really interesting because you know that's a, a physiolog- physiological thing, the reaction to pain and tolerance. And you, I, I would have thought that yo, she can she can take it. It doesn't sound like mm. it. it. Sounds like <laughs> no. I'm a big baby when it comes to pain. Yeah, my husband can testify to that. Mm. Um, and, but I, I, you know, I mean, I knew that that there was going to be pain. It's not, you know, but like I say, let's let's go on and and get them both done and get it over with, so you don't have to go through the pain twice. So. Well, I think we did it, Donna. This has been really great. Is there good. anything we missed? Anything that you you you've been amazing. Anything else that you've wanted to say, or I, I can't think of anything. Like okay. I say, every um, I think we pretty much covered everything okay. that I can think of. 
Great. Um, I haven't had well, any problems. No. Yeah. You know. No. No allergies. Been, nothing. Yeah, I know. It's been it's been a dream kind of recovery. It's <laughs> yeah, really amazing. Absolutely. Well, thanks so much for doing this. This has been really fun. I um, you just helped a whole bunch of people. Seriously. Good. So, That's my goal. That's what I yeah, want to do. You did. You did. You should feel good. You did your your good works for the day already good. in this morning. Uh, and thanks thanks for participating in the in this. I know that you know it's kind of weird to get on the phone and do a podcast interview, but. Um, no. I'm glad you did. <laughs> no, it's not weird to me at all. I was uh, um, I was in the training department in a financial institution for 15 years. I did a lot of podcasts. I did a lot of online training. I did a lot of stuff over the phone. Um, this is this is fine. This is normal for me. I'm used to awesome. it. So you're good at it. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks, Donna. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you for all your help. Oh my goodness, your information and the. The things that you send me and the things that are online, <clears throat> the things that are available out there, you don't realize how much you help people, I'm sure. Um, you, you've helped me tremendously, uh, not only in, in, you know, in the equipment and everything, but just the information and the, just how much you put out there. Oh, my goodness. You know, sometimes it was even hard to keep up with it. I'm like, oh, my goodness, here's another one that I need to open and read. You know? Darn it. Yeah, PJ, so, cut it no, out. It, it, no, 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 please don't cut it out. Please don't cut it out. It was it was great information, and it was tremendously helpful. So oh, that's great. I, I appreciate that more than you'll know. We'd like to thank a few friends of the Bees Knees podcast, including the Knee Pain Guru. Natural solutions for chronic knee pain without drugs, shots, surgery, or painful physical therapy. For more info, visit thekneepainguru.com. We're also brought to you by X10 Therapy. And special thanks to Dr. Justin Trosclair at the podcast, A Doctor's Perspective Podcast. I'm Dr. Justin Trosclair, host of two-time podcast awards nominated A Doctor's Perspective Podcast. I interview doctors in and out of my profession about their specialties and the occasional non-doctor special guests. But we also go behind the curtain and see what's working for their marketing, overcoming struggles, practical knowledge, book choices, and relationship advice. Join me on any podcast app on your phone or visit adoctorsperspective.net for the show notes pages and free resources. I want you to have an abundant home life as well as a thriving practice. So come on, take a listen. Natural Knee Pain Rescue. Save your original knee with a habit-based diet and lifestyle. This is a transformational program that helps people lose weight, reduce knee pain, get healthier, improve mobility, and avoid knee replacement surgery. You can learn more at naturalkneerescue.com. The Bees Knees Podcast comes to you from our studio in Lower Manhattan, New York City. We're here week in and week out shedding light on all aspects of knee surgery and recovery. To reach us, send an email to thebeesneespodcast at gmail.com.